0: and welcome to the one up pod your favorite new video game podcast i'm your host for this month andy and i'm joined by bash
1: of course you come to me while i still have pizza i knew you were eating (laughs) 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 Hey uh...
2: (laughs) oh god i could hear the spray hopefully
0: becky doesn't have a mouthful becky
3: hello no sorry i was still laughing at sasha's pizza mouth
0: (laughs) (laughs) and chip So normally we talk about a major game of note on our episodes but this one's going to be a little different. Uh, By this point you have an idea of what sort of gamers we are. Uh, So this month we're going to talk about the games that made us our childhood favourites, our first loves, the defining gaming moments of our youth that shaped our interests and our tastes. So we're taking a deep long sip on a fermented glass of nostalgia. Yummy. (laughs) So before that uh, before we talk about the past, let's look at the present. Uh, how is everyone doing, and what has everyone been playing? Becky,
3: I am good, thank you. Um, I—that's the important thing. Yeah, it's, I mean it's a good start. Uh, I've I've recently been introduced by Sasha to Magic: The Gathering, and also to Magic: The Gathering Arena, yes. which nice. I spent too much all night playing. <laughs>
2: Gonna miss
0: you, Becky. <laughs> so, Gonna yeah. miss you. It's you do know we're gonna to have to give you a wedgie
3: oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i'd like i've long long since abandoned the dreams of not being a nerd and i'm just fully embracing it now and i i have two decks already so
0: Jesus. yay <laughs> hey, what about you chip surprises
2: <laughs> well do you know what right okay i'm i'm really great at the moment and yes, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I don't think I've actually touched it since we last recorded. I don't remember. It just or maybe I've just been playing it every day. Who knows? Because it's still going. <laughs> uh, but in exciting news, I will soon be playing another game because today I got a PS5. Boo! Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes, don't, yes your don't you, booze fuel me.
0: Don't you owe me an apology, Chip?
2: because you, uh, you, you booed me in
0: the last episode for being a PS5 dickhead
2: I did but that was when I didn't have one yeah but well, you have I one do. now so you should apologise Yeah. well I mean technically I haven't got it yet so should I apologise when, when it's actually arrived no <laughs> Oh. <laughs> in that case I'm very sorry Andy and I'm very happy to be on your side of the fence now it's so much better the air is cleaner and everyone's much brighter that is true I'm going to kick
3: you in the shins
2: you can't I'm on the other side of the fence
3: I will do I'll find a way
2: <laughs> get a ps5
3: i will when there's one available and i can afford it
2: <laughs> god i really am a ps5 dickhead
3: <laughs> yeah you leaning into the nickname
0: emphasis on ps5 anyway sure <laughs> <laughs> so bash what about you
1: i have decided to revisit a game that i played for the first time at this um in lockdown last year so around this time uh i've been playing night in the woods Ooh. it's it's a replay um, it's just within one play of it last year, it became like one of my favorite games ever. Um, it was a game that was, it was a Kickstarter game originally, so a complete indie fair. It's just about a, a cute cat uh, named May, who's a college dropout, and they return home to their mining town of Possum Springs, and it's there where there's some strange things happening, there's something in the woods, it's kind of a little bit dark, it has a lot to say about uh, like mental health and things like that, there's a lot of exploration, and the music is just fucking incredible. So yeah, I'd been listening to the soundtrack and they just really fancied replaying it.
0: Yeah, um, Die Anywhere Else is actually our VG Music Monday choice for this week.
1: Nice!
0: So that was a really good choice there. <laughs> synergy so uh, and what, what have i been playing hmm i've been playing uh i played ghost of the shima director's cup because uh i love that game and i'm a ps5 dickhead in case you didn't know
1: and you can pet the cat right and the dog and the fox
0: yeah and there's a monkey and so i haven't got <gasps> to that part yet because like that's the expansion section and i can't find it yet but um, you can i don't pet mind a monkey yeah you can pet a monkey apparently oh my god so, uh, I, I i just love being in that game it's like I'm, I'm taking my time with it. I'm really enjoying it, but I've also played a bit of uh, Twelve Minutes, Day One on Game Pass.
3: Ooh, Ooh.
0: it's interesting. It, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I keep making the same mistakes and getting strangled to death by Willem Dafoe, <laughs> as in life. And at the very start, I didn't. I thought I'd done something wrong because I like stole my wife's desserts and she stormed out of the room. And I thought, oh no, <laughs> is this part of the game or have I done? Some, have I broken the game? It was uh, and then I realized that I just have to. I just closed the game and started again. So I didn't know how to get around the, the dessert four part <laughs> It didn't end with me getting strangled though, so that was a good thing. But yeah, um, that's that's pretty good. Um, but I've heard the ending's garbage, so I'm I'm worried about getting there. Oh, when really? I, when that's I, such a shame. When eventually I work out how to fucking get anywhere, but yeah, it's interesting.
2: I believe we spoke about it in our E3 special episode that we did a little while ago. We did. And we had some excitement for that. And maybe people should go and listen to that if they haven't already. Nice plug. Yes, you should. Or else. (laughs) Haha, love a cheap plug. (laughs) Why does that sound weird when you say that? (laughs) Because you think everything I say is weird.
3: That's because Mm. everything you say is weird. Uh,
2: Evidence, the Lance Riddick thing.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that helps you. <laughs> you're still
2: on
0: you're still out on your own on that one
3: Paul and on
0: so yeah um normally there's a history section here but considering we're talking about a lot of games like we'd have to basically talk about the in- a comprehensive overlook of the gaming industry and who has the time maybe us later i don't know <laughs> shadowing question mark <laughs> so anyway um <laughs> let's get cracking we're going to go like one person at a time they're going to Give, give an example, and then we'll go f- f- through the whole group and then start, you know, circle. You know how circles work by now, probably. <laughs> 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 how dare you
1: make such an assumption about me?
0: <laughs> it's like a square, but wrong. Let's start with Becky. Ooh. What's your first pick?
3: Okay. So my first pick um, will be a PlayStation 1 game because that was our first console in the house. And about... I think it's about a year into owning it. One of my mum's friends was getting rid of a load of uh, PS1 games, which included a couple of weird Japanese fighting Japanese fighting games that I've never seen anywhere else. Like I've never recognised them again. So who knows? Um, several demo discs, which included um, a Tomb Raider two playthrough, I think, um, and Tekken two, which was a favourite.
2: I miss demo discs. Yeah, yeah
3: demo discs are great. Oh hours hours playing the same things over and over again. Yes, yes. The the one that I latched onto was Driver, which is sort of infamous for being a game that not many people have actually completed. Um I have, <laughs> humble brag, after hours and hours spent getting past the bloody training level and the reverse 180. <laughs> I think I must have like spent like an entire weekend like 10-year-old me like no, I am I am getting this. Like it's happening.
2: I'm just picturing like a montage now, like a Rocky-style one, of you trying to get past that opening level.
3: Yeah. Actually, it would be 11-year-old me, just looking at the dates. Yeah, 11. So, yeah, we, um, me and my brother would sit there in our dining room, which is where our PlayStation was set up, just hours and hours of him watching me try and get this bloody reverse 180. And then I did it, and I ran around the house and was like, Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) I had a blister on my finger from the trigger, like pulling the trigger to... Do the right, I can't remember which way around it was, but it was it was intense. It was a physical labour of love um, because I was so determined to get it. And then I really enjoyed the rest of the game. It's a really fun like 70s crime gangster paranoia thriller pastiche. It's got a really funky soundtrack. The driving was fun. Mostly I used walls as brakes, which worked quite a lot of the time.
2: <laughs> Never get in your car.
3: <laughs> well, I don't drive like that now. Like You know, I brake mm. before I hit the wall. <laughs> but, very
2: reassuring Becky, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Safety first.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was the first it was the first game I ever completed and it was sort of the first kind of grown-up game that I played, which I think if like my parents had actually paid attention to what the content was, they probably wouldn't have let me play it. <laughs> but that's the benefit of having not very tech savvy parents. So yeah, that is my first pick. Basically solely because I got past that level and every time I mention it. The amount of people who say to me, ugh, I rage quit the training level. And I'm there like, oh, I did it.
0: Yeah, like you said, it's the first game you like ever completed. But for me, I think it was the first game I ever properly rage quit. <laughs> like In the past, I've just given up, like defeated and sad and all that stuff. But no. that game, I it was Fury. And it was very close to like breaking a controller. Mm. I, was, like, I was probably like 17 at the time. And I was just like, ugh. I'm just too short. Sure. I'll be dead soon. I can't waste my life on this. <laughs> so I just... So your uh, credentials as a gamer are just beyond dispute. It's like <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying like skill is a requirement to be a gamer, but like you know, dedication is, and that's <laughs> fucking dedication.
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I still don't know. Like I don't remember how I did it. I just remember seeing it like cross off on the notepad. <laughs> and just being like, because it was the last one. I always left it to last, so I had the whole of the timer running down. To get this reverse 180 and I did it and I nearly cried
2: it's really crazy to think that you know if you look at modern gaming now and how you know things are designed to get, have that mass audience that there could be a game that just alienates its entire audience within the first 10 minutes <laughs> and there's no way of like patching that at the time or nothing like that like that you get the game and you have to do this if you want to progress with it yep like I don't you would never get that nowadays
3: nope no no no, you absolutely wouldn't.
2: And there's definitely some dickheads that would be like, oh, it was a world better back then, wasn't it, when none of us could play the games. Yeah, <laughs> I loved that. I loved, like, just wasting my fucking money. <laughs> imagine if you rented it as well for the weekend, and, like, you were just like, what the fuck is this bullshit? What What? What game what?
3: I mean, I could imagine it, but uh, I got past the training levels, so... <laughs> <laughs> fucking
2: hell. I'm glad
0: you got this out of the way first, to be honest.
3: Yeah, no, I had to. I thought, like, I'm going to, like... I'm going to alienate a lot of people with this choice or anger them (laughs) or like remind them of past trauma so like i'll lay it down first and yeah i will be like bragging about it for the rest of my life i mean like in the nursing home being like do you remember driver i got past the training level what the fuck's driver old lady
0: (laughs) and they push you down the stairs
3: yeah it would be deserved at that point
0: uh chip what is your first pick
2: Well, I'm going to go in, uh, I think, some semblance of chronological order from my gaming upbringing. So, the first video game I ever played was uh, Alex the Kid in Miracle World for the Master System. Uh, And that was purely because it came with it, because it was built in. And I played it loads and loads. I was never very good in it. Couldn't get past, like, the first three levels, because I think there's one where you have to fly in a helicopter or there's an underwater level, and I just couldn't do it. I don't think it's a particularly... (laughs) <laughs> the fond like thought of fondly game from back in the day because it was it's a really weird one i i because uh, i don't understand the characters or the plot or anything like that and there was a lot of rock paper scissors to get past bosses and that sort of thing um but it was just uh, yeah my first ever gaming system was the master system it was built into it you just switched it on and it loaded the game and that was my intro to video games
0: yeah um i i, I also had a master system like for a long time because i couldn't afford a nintendo and <laughs> the mega drive was still well i still couldn't afford a mega drive either to be fair because i was a small boy um <laughs> but yeah i remember alex kid uh, <laughs> i think that was like my first exposure to the platformer because obviously i never got to play mario and uh, like mario land wasn't on the game boy yet you can see like a lot of stuff in that that like it's cribbed from mario oh yeah it's quite obvious but like it did have some cool little stuff like things of its own like when you'd hit a block and then an enemy would pop out, that was really cool. Like, I mean, it was horrible because you died almost immediately, yes. but <laughs> it was a cool idea. And I don't know why Mario never like nicked it because nobody would remember who stole it off. But <laughs> I, I, I I replayed it as well, like today, to like to kind of refresh no, my wait. memory. And um And it's quite it's pretty good. It's like it's really great music, and it it looked. Oh, I lot... remember the theme too. Yeah, it's yes. brilliant, brilliant music. Oh yeah. It got stuck in my head and I said, like, I'm gonna to have to play something else to get this out of my head. hmm And mm-hmm. it and it did look better than any Mario game that was on the market at the time. It was quite a nice looking game for its like for an eight bit platformer. It's
2: very colourful.
0: Yeah. But it's fuck, oh fucking difficult, even now, like with all yeah. of my extra training. Ugh. Oh. Trying to punch the
2: fucking giant frogs underwater was not fun, <laughs> and I I put that up against the first level in Driver, Becky. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I, I just gave up after a
0: while. I, was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I got really happy when I saw the water section. That was, that was amazing. That I'd be happy to see a water section in a game. And then, <laughs> no, oh yeah. Okay. Now I remember why I hate water sections. <laughs>
3: Haven't they just done um, like a re remaster of Alex Kidd in Miracle World? I think I think they might have. Yeah, I think more. it came out earlier this summer.
2: Yeah, I seem to remember something about that.
0: Yeah,
3: and being yeah, there
2: like, is. I yeah, I want to play that. Yeah, it's Miracle also, DX. Is it... yeah. Alex
3: so, um... Kid or
2: Alex the Kid? Because I just called it Alex the Kid. Alex Maybe kid. he wasn't a kid. See, he's not a kid. He, he's a grown I mean, man. He's a kid. I think he's a kid, but his surname is Kid.
3: Yeah, but it's Kid with double D, which yeah makes it oh a surname. My god. <laughs> But yeah, they've, well, they've redone mean, it, so you could play it again, Chip, and see if you got past... Uh... May, may, I
2: am not playing that game again. Maybe, like, <laughs> maybe they made it easier. Oh, I hope so. I've got a PS5 coming, I don't need to play Alex the Kid. It's on PS5. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, don't tell me that, I'm going to cancel it, my order.
0: It does look no, pretty nice, if you to be are. fair. I really, <laughs> I'm looking at it now, I, I really like the design.
2: Imagine if that was the first game I got on my new brand new PS5, I was like, ah, I'm going to play Alex kid, the Kid. <laughs> At least kid the kid in Miracle World, the world.
3: <laughs> I mean it would uh, it would be like a nice full circle, like thematically yeah. speaking.
0: But well that's... assuming the PlayStation 5 is last console
3: <laughs> Oh yeah, that's yeah, true. If <laughs> you're going
0: on that's that camping not... trip later, you might you know
3: Look, I'm not saying it's part of my plan to steal your PS five, but I'm also not, not saying that.
0: But I mean, you're going to send the bears off to me, aren't you? No. I mean, the thing is, if you didn't die on down that camping them.
2: trip, this episode might not get released, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was my first ever game that I played. And I, I do think it's, you know, while it's not uh, a classic by any means, I think it was a nice introduction for Little Old Chip.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's, there's worse first games to play, I think. Hmm. Like, there's easier first games to play as well, but. You <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Bash, what about you? What is your first pick for us?
1: So I'm doing something similar to chip. I thought about what consoles I first owned and then what games I most significantly remember from them. So we start my journey starts with either the Game Boy or the SNES. Um kinda got them at the same time. I was a very lucky girl. (laughs) But I'm gonna go with SNES purely because the game I'm about to discuss came out Before my choice for Game Boy and that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time Yeah The hours that I sunk into that game trying to get the Statue of Liberty back
0: (laughs) Yeah, the the opening's amazing
1: Yeah, it really is (laughs) When uh, Krang and Shredder hijack the statue steal the Statue of Liberty (laughs) and hijack the airwaves while the turtles are sat Watching their TV, eating their pizzas.
0: Doing their thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, doing their thing. It just, it sticks out so clearly in my memory of a game that I was just obsessed with. I could just play it for hours and hours, and I wasn't very good at it, which is gonna be the running theme for probably <laughs> the most of what I talk about in any video games, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, the music as well. I actually did a little, a little check on Spotify before before the podcast because I mean I think it was an arcade thing
0: yeah it was not at first yeah
1: no no but I mean the the song pizza power oh, the fu- it had an original song pizza power um that was taken <laughs> from the live concert and I actually checked on Spotify and it's on there <laughs> so maybe nice. that can make it into a, our video game music Mondays
0: oh definitely at yeah
1: at some point
0: I'm gonna make a note of that
1: coming out of their shells tour was the the name of the live concert <laughs> <laughs> amazing It's just one one that I really fondly remember. I can't actually remember who I generally was. I think I did used to switch it up because they all had different weapons. And so obviously when you're doing the little side-scrolly street battling, I like to try out different titles. (laughs) (laughs) I sometimes would have my sister play with me, but she was absolutely terrible and it made it harder. So that didn't last long. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, having a bad partner in a side scroll, isn't Just death.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it still influences some of the games I like today. I mean, like, the Scott Pilgrim versus the World video game is so clearly riffs on these kinds of games. Just very, very, very fun.
0: Yeah, I was obsessed with, like, the original arcade game as a kid. Like, so I'd never played the arcade version of sales in time, but by the time it came out on the SNES, like my arcade trips had started to diminish. Like money was tight and we weren't going away as much. So like when I saw that this game was coming out on SNES, I was just beyond elated. It's like such a great successor to the original arcade game. It's like superior in every way, even on like, even on the SNES. I love the animations and the music yeah. and that, that opening just kills me every time I... I loaded it up again today <laughs> just to like watch it. I was like, "Ah, oh, that's so fucking funny." It really it. is. Just, the, just going all out nuts with it, just a giant crane grabbing the Statue of Libby and flying off. Like, <laughs> it's it, yeah. I, and I kind of I remember it being like one of the first times where I realized like consoles were getting better than arcades, mm. like especially before the 3D graphics boom kicked off with like Virtual Fighter and Sega Rally and all that stuff. I remember this being like, "Wow, I'm getting an arcade experience at home." <laughs> I was like, that's, that's just a relief because, you know, you don't have to sink hundreds of pounds of coins into fucking machines. It was an interesting experience like to feel like the whole gaming landscape was changing and like, I didn't quite grasp it at the time, but now I kind of see it now and I'm like, wow. There was a tipping point and it's around this period where the arcades were starting to become like obsolete. Yeah. Which is kind of sad, but also good because arcades are a fucking nightmare to get to. <laughs> I'm very nostalgic about arcades, but I also hate them. <laughs> As I will talk about more later on. Is anyone else anything to say about Turtles?
2: Or...
3: I never played it, so... Oh,
2: Jip? Yeah, I did play it. I played it on my friend's NES. I think I'll... <laughs> I think this is going to come up in the pod quite a lot, but there are many times I'm going to be like, oh yeah, I played that on my rich friends when I was poor and <laughs> couldn't afford video games. And I what I really like, I'd really like the four of us to play it together at some point, if that's possible.
0: Well, there's the new one coming out, isn't there?
2: yeah
1: but also it'll probably be at um oh no i can't remember the name of it but the arcade place in leeds oh <gasps> yes yeah
2: okay why are we recording a podcast let's go there immediately
1: <laughs> i think we
3: need to <laughs> book chip but you no, know my birthday is in october so just saying can i dibs Raphael?
0: no i'm i Raphael. dibbed Raphael like no ages ago. no
3: no i've already i've just dibs you can't no, you, do his you can't you, you do dibs, dibs, dibs you, you can't dibs dibs sasha's story. spare
0: room you can't dib multiple things Actually, you can no, pick I dibs in Raphael.
3: I'll just sleep on the sofa. I'm Raphael. Motherfucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when the new game comes out, I'm dibs in Raphael.
3: No, you can't dibs in future. It has to be irrelevant dibs. The,
0: the
2: game is coming out. <laughs> okay, maybe we shouldn't play it together.
1: <laughs> this Dip is not Raphael. Rich. I'm very confused about what's happening.
2: <laughs> I am Raphael.
1: You're am not cool, Raphael. I am Raphael. <laughs>
2: I am ruder than you. Oh my god, I'm having
3: I'm... playground flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always got bullied out of being Raphael because I was a girl. So You're getting is, bullied out of it now. <laughs> 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 well, I'm glad that's for really <laughs> posterity.
2: Oh, let's do a lovely episode on childhood nostalgia. That would be nice. Uh... It was probably a mistake asking Chip. It's Chip's fault. But,
3: but... Yeah, Chip's fault. He brought
2: this up. I'm sorry I suggested something nice for all of us that you ruined.
3: I didn't ruin it. Andy you, ruined you're it. you. are welcome. I did a polite, lawful dibs. I am... fine. Thank you.
0: I will not be Raphael this time.
1: It's Arcade Club in Leeds, by the way. We're not getting paid by them or anything, but I've been there. It's very good. We
2: should. I'll, I'll demand it when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can they pay us in, like, 50p so we can just keep playing all night?
1: Um, You pay one set price and you can play any and all of the arcade machines for as can long as you like.
3: Can
2: give us 50p anywhere? <laughs> yeah, just, <a> <laughs> just for nostalgia's sake. <laughs> yeah.
3: Andy, what's your first game?
0: Oh yes, me. Uh, so my first game is going to be School Days on the ZX Spectrum.
1: God, Andy, you're so game. old.
0: I am very old. So old. As fuck. old. It came as fuck. out in 1984, but I didn't <laughs> play it until 1988.
1: Holy shit. You still played it before I was born. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. That's what yeah, makes it did. so sad. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, considering <laughs> none of you were alive, probably, when this came out. Um, nope. nope. This Chip, Chip, Chip was definitely like... was. Ch- Chip, were you alive?
1: Yes. No, what the fuck? <laughs> in 88? No. Oh, oh no, it, oh,
0: it came out sad. in 84, but I yeah, that's why. I mean. Yeah, but you yeah. played
1: it in 88. Chip was yeah, definitely alive at the point that you were playing this game. Okay, that's fine. Want to make sure that's clear? Me and Sasha. <laughs> Chip Chip's the second
3: oldest.
2: I like to make clear that you're a bell <laughs> <laughs> A
3: 1989 bell
2: The best kind. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. The youngest kind. We have so youth on our to being side.
0: a 90s bellend. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking about bell ends. All right, <laughs> so PS4. We're all old bell at this point. <laughs> <sighs> So yeah uh, <laughs> fucking I wanted, So the most nostalgia there. episode, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. So yeah, th- this was like the first game I really got into. I'd played other games before that, but this was like the one that it had gone to inform my like overall love of like open world sandbox games. On like that ZX Spectrum Is that the pizza repeating on you? So, yeah, School Days, it was set in an all-boys school, and you were given, like, a list of characters. Um, It was your character, the hero, there was the tearaway, the bully, the SWAT, the headmaster, a couple of teachers. And you could name all of these characters whatever you liked. So um, I usually named them something rude. Not Neil. Not Neil. (laughs) Or Shampoo. So, yeah, and basically what you did, you just walked around the school and, like, did whatever you liked, really. Like, you had a schedule to meet for... uh, stick to like classes to get to on time and stuff, uh, but you could like punch and fire a slingshot and graffiti the chalkboards and like just write schools for dicks and stuff like that. <laughs> That's one of the things I wrote because I was a very imaginative child. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, school is for dicks. I like school. <laughs> mm, well, <laughs> Raphael doesn't like school, just saying.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sounds like a Donatello to me.
4: Ah, oh, <laughs>
0: If you get too many lines, you get expelled. And like, I, I could not begin to tell you how you win the game because I couldn't. I just kept misbehaving and getting kicked out and starting over again.
3: So wait, the point of the game was you behaved.
0: Yeah, you have. To, I don't. I don't know. I I haven't even tried researching it, and I couldn't find out how you complete the game.
3: This feels like I, propaganda.
0: Like, just behave yourself while you're getting kicked out.
3: And yeah. Like, oh, I like <laughs>
0: getting kicked out. It's fun.
3: It's like social conditioning.
2: <laughs> it almost sounds like a precursor to bully
0: yeah it was very much a precursor to bully like anyway trying to win was like just not it couldn't happen because there was a design flaw in the way that they, they set up the classes a couple of the classes didn't have enough chairs for the students so the students were programmed to sit down in the class so like if you knocked one out of the chair they'd go to the next chair knock that person out they'd get up knock that person out <laughs> and keep going then the person would, like the next person at the end would walk all the way down to you knock you out of the chair then you get lines and that just that happened the entire fucking lesson, and basically you'd be halfway to getting expelled before the class was finished. It was uh, frustrating. That was my first real experience of a bug. Uh, I didn't quite grasp it, but I just knew it was bullshit. The the sequel they had a sequel that came out called Back to School, and that introduced like a neighboring girls' school, so it introduced a lot of the new characters. But um, the chair thing was fixed. But apparently, according to data miners that looked at the code, that was actually. A bug and not an intended fix which is quite funny actually so <laughs> they, they were meant for the thing to go wrong all the time but they fucked it up so the game was easier to play yeah i just i really loved that game like it was just fun to like play and experiment and like just cause disruptions and just fun to dick around basically and it was like that's that was the main thing that drew me into like games like gta and other open world games like that just the freedom to explore and that was like my first real taste of it with the um, school days there's actually an emulated Copy of it out online, but there's also an easier to play remake. It's an official one called Class of '99, class spelled with a K,
3: like all the cool kids do. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just like Raphael would have done. Yeah, School <laughs> Days is also like horribly misspelled. It's, cause Ooh, it's a
3: Oh, that that yeah. extra E is a lot. Yeah, they could have just got away with the Z.
0: School Daz.
3: No, D A Y Z.
2: Oh. <laughs> I wasn't listening yeah. to that. I think,
0: th- I think they're making a joke about you being in a daze or something.
3: Mm, very punny. Yeah,
0: it, it was like, obviously, it was the 80s. They were just very,
3: aren't we being anarchic?
0: <laughs> and I was too young to understand that because I'm old as fuck. This, this is going to be a recurring theme. <laughs> I'll just mute while I cry. <laughs> Uh, so Becky, what's your second pick? <laughs> While I cry into my... No, oh,
3: please don't cry. Um, no, my I second cry. pick I'm is. Um, let's see if I can do the voice. Is Ridge Racer? Oh, no, that was Ridge Racer. <laughs> yeah, that. that was really good. <laughs> it's like burned on my brain that announcement. Basically, my granddad had a PS. Um, one before anyone else I knew, Um, and we used to go stay with him. Okay, coolest granddad ever. Yeah, it was surprising considering he's like an utter technophobe, but for some reason he wanted a PlayStation, so he got one, and he really liked his racing games, so there was like a speedboat racing one, a snow ski racing one, all these different ones, but Ridge Racer was one of them as well, and I think because it was so bright and colourful and loud and generally quite obnoxious, um, it was the one we latched onto, And I don't really play racing games very much anymore. I used to play them a lot, various different ones. We had Colin McRae rally driving on the PlayStation. uh, No, (laughs) on the PC, which is great.
2: What a game. So
3: good. But yeah, Ridge Racer was the first sort of one that I really got obsessed with beating. And then I realised once I'd beaten it that it was really very small. (laughs) Like there's only one track and the cars get faster on the medium level. And then on the hard level, there's a slight extension of the track. And then occasionally they make you go the other way around. And that's it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I spent hours on that thing. And yeah, simple but fun and very entertaining for someone who didn't really want to spend summer at their grandparents' house.
0: Yeah, I think Ridge Race was one of those games. It was that and Tekken which, like, swayed me to get a PlayStation over a Sega Saturn. Because like, I I just kind of preferred Tekken and Virtual Fighter to. Not Tekken and Ridge Racer to Virtual Fighter and, virtu- and Sega Rally and stuff like that. Mm. So that that just kind of, once I realised they were going to the PlayStation, that's, that kind of tipped me over. And like, I really needed a win as far as like console purchases went because <laughs> I got an Atari Jaguar instead of an N64 and I was like ruining the day. So I really <laughs> needed to make a good choice this time and I'm <laughs> glad I did. I'm glad Ridge Racer. I think history's it. proven you wrong there. I would have <laughs> been so bad fucking getting the, if I got a Saturn and it died on its ass. <laughs> that would so typical. <laughs>
3: well, I'm glad Ridge Racer Sway you. It's a simple game, but it's fun. And Tekken is obviously a great Tekken Two. Nearly made my list. I know I've mentioned it already, but me and my brothers used to spend hours fighting each other on that. I used to do like the the little like calf kicks all the time, so they couldn't actually reach me with any of their attacks, and they'd get oh. really annoyed with me. It was great fun. Uh, yeah, deservedly so. Come on. <laughs> oh no, I'm not denying it. I was a little shit. <laughs> So, Chip, what's your
0: second choice? <laughs> don't say it like that. Oh, oh Chip. Chip. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I was pressing a cough while I was talking, don't worry. It wasn't anything okay. personal. <laughs> it was
2: definitely something personal. <laughs> Shut up, just because I've got PS5. Yeah. I'm going to stay on the Master System and talk about the second video game I ever played. And I, I think this character is probably more synonymous with, like, maybe the Mega Drive and, you know, it's that kind of system. But, um, yeah, it was Sonic the Hedgehog for the Master System. Yeah. It's my second ever game. And I think my mum bought that for me because she wouldn't have known anything about video games. I prob- probably knew Sonic. And I always think the Mega Drive game is a better one. But the Master System was my intro to Sonic. And obviously, like, never having owned a Nintendo console, I was always Sonic as a kid. And it was purely for this Master System game. I think... Uh, I still have the actual cartridge and the case uh, for the Master System version. And I should tweet it, actually. When this episode goes out, I will tweet it. Because, like, I, I looked it up to see if it was valuable. It's not, um, unfortunately. I think I could get, like, three quid for it. So, you know, things do get really tough. I've got that to fall back on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a really nice piece of nostalgia. Because, um, although Alex, Alex the Kid was my <laughs> first game sonic was my first love as a video game as the character and because those early games are just they're just perfect they are absolutely perfect so it was it was probably the first time i fell in love with video games was playing sonic on the master system funny story that um sonic
0: on the master system i actually cried when i couldn't get a copy oh but, i'll lend you mine if you want <laughs> uh, like it's just like cause i really wanted to play sonic and obviously couldn't afford a mega drive yet um, and I just really, really wanted to play Sonic, and it wasn't like a tantrum cry. It was just like one of those first, like, sad, heartbreak oh, cries. Like, I just felt really. You could be
2: Raphael. I felt really
3: oh, sad. Tim, <laughs> <laughs> What did you, you do with that. sub story. <laughs> I have many sub stories. <laughs> I, I got it
0: eventually. So don't worry. It was like, and oh. yeah.
3: So I'm Raphael. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was just uh, I, I replayed this as well. Like I just. It's it's a really good game. It's not obviously not the Mega Drive game and it's mm-hmm. hampered by a bit of like speed issues and stuff, but it's still a really good Sonic game. There are far yeah. worse Sonic games out there.
2: Oh yes.
0: So I I I don't know if I glitched it when I was playing it, but like I, I hit a ramp and I just launched in the air and then my character disappeared and the camera was kind of panning <laughs> constantly through the entire level, like through like empty <laughs> like, spaces trying to find me. Go. And it just got to the end and I was just like st- Sonic was just stood by the end of the level marker waiting for the camera. <laughs> and I, thought, <laughs> I don't know if I fucked the game up, but it was such a funny moment. I was like, okay, I love this game. That's just unintentional comedy. It's a good. It's a really good game and it's a really good. Game, it, I can understand why it'd be a big first love. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bash, what about you? What's your next game?
1: My first love was uh, the first appearance of Warrior. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm going with Super Mario Land Two, six golden coins on the game. Yes, like? every long drive, not even long drives to be fair, just anywhere we went if it meant I. Could just sit in the back of the car and play the Game Boy, and I had the original Game Boy, so like the bit mine was yellow, not the grey one, and like it was that thing where you'd lean closer to the car window because they didn't have a backlight on the screen or anything, <laughs> <laughs> so if it was getting dark, just so you could continue to see the game. I played it and completed it so many times. Even now, I could probably tell you exactly how to finish like the the Pumpkin Land and all of the you know different elements to it and uh, it probably says a lot about me but when i said about first loves and wario like genuinely wario became like my favorite character in Hmm. the mario series so that you know wario land wario land 3 is also another one of my favorite games just ever that i just played obsessively proper platformer and it was almost tempting to say any of the sort of super mario brothers games or anything like that when i was talking about the snes thing but i thought This one was the one that really stands out to me though is that while, like say I just completed it and then I completed again and I just kept playing it and I still have it much like you said Chip with with your with your song I still have (laughs) Super Mario Land 2 like the Game Boy cartridge I still have my Game Boy somewhere to be fair yeah it's just something that I just don't think I'd ever part with it was so formative in my, my gaming life. If 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 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles introduced me to the whole beat-em-up thing, which I think maintains my favourite way to combat in a game. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stealth? No. Let me just hack and slash the shit out of them. Super Mario is, and 2 is the, uh, is where I really fell in love with platformers. And in fact, the game that I said I had just restarted playing, Night in the Woods, that is also a platformer. I play platformers all the time, to this day. It's probably my favorite kind of game to play because they have a defined start and end (laughs) and a really clear route
0: i wonder what you're talking about here
3: (laughs) i love six golden coins so i remember i started playing it at a friend's house because she had a game boy i didn't have a game boy for a while I got really, really, like, obsessed with it to the point where, like, we were having this big, like, birthday sleepover and everyone else was watching a film and I was there at the park like, no, I'm just going to carry on playing this. (laughs) And then I've still got it somewhere. They, that friend didn't like it and ended up giving me the cartridge when I got my Game Boy. And it's got buried somewhere when I moved house, but I've still got my Game Boy colour so I can, I can play it if I find it. But yeah, it's so much fun. I lost hours to that game.
2: Can you guys do a good warrior impression? (laughs)
3: <laughs> no. You've already had my impression for this episode. What was your impression?
1: The Ridge Racer announcer.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I wanna hear I wanna hear Bashes in.
1: Wario. he has got Wah, Wario. Because they all say <laughs> their names, don't they? They love it.
2: wah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Actually
2: I'm really worried this is gonna lead into some more sexy well, uh Waluigi talk. Should we move on?
0: Sure. Yeah. I just like wanna talk like about Wario. Like that is such a big deal. Like introducing a new villain after like decades of it just being uh, mm. Bowser or King Koopa, like suddenly bringing in a new villain. Like if you introduced the Joker after Batman had spent like the better part of a decade only fighting Penguin, it just changed everything. Mm. It's like it wasn't my first Mario game, but like it's it's such an impressively done one. Like it's light years ahead of the Mario Land one on the Game Boy. That game looked nothing like a Mario game when you look at it now. But Six Golden Coins looks like better than most of the NES games, and only a little bit inferior to like Mario World. Which is like the best game ever. Yeah, I I, I really like stick Golden Clans as well. It's a really good entry point for like Mario.
1: The thing we used to saying there about Wario, just as a side note though as well. Not just that they introduced him, but he's really injured. Like, yeah, he's, he's he a big got deal. his own titles, and he's getting one later this year, isn't he? I'm yeah. re-ordering it on the Switch. He's just become one of those larger than life characters, and and honestly, I. I know, obviously, I'm not, I'm not stupid. I know that Bowser was the OG, and he's obviously still also hella, hella badass and cool and whatever. But like, yeah, Warrior is is my bad guy. <laughs> I just prefer him. Again, don't know what it says about me. <laughs> don't care to know
3: either. I do feel like we're learning a lot about each other this episode.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, well, like that's kind of fitting because like my my next pick would be a game by game. Uh, it would be Tetris. Just because it's it's less... Well, my first two Game Boy games were Tetris and Super Mario Land, the first one. And it's really more about the Game Boy itself for me. Like, Tetris was just like a perfect time sink. But it was the Game Boy that really changed everything. It's like with you, like going on like road trips or like going on the train or something like that, going places. And I, I used to suffer really bad travel sickness. Just horrendous. It was like fucking... I couldn't even begin to describe the things that came out of my body. You know, <laughs> feeling sick. <laughs> it, it, Yay. It was bad.
3: <laughs> I
0: said I wasn't going to.
3: The hinting was enough.
0: Yeah, I'll let you guys use your imagination. That's so, so like. The, know, that's so much worse. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, so like the Game Boy was just such a lifesaver for me, because um, I, I, I was always wired to like love gaming, but like it was one of those things you had to leave at home until the Game Boy came along. It was something I could just put my entire focus in and Tetris was, like, a perfect way to do that because it was just a never-ending challenge. Like, you just keep playing. Like, if you lose, you start over again. It's, like, it's very hard to get frustrated with Tetris, especially with that fucking that music, <laughs> that, that iconic music. It just motivates you to keep going. I've never never stressed out. I never rage quit. I was just completely zoned in on Tetris. And I then when I look up, we were wherever we needed to be and my clothes were clean and there was no bags of sick anywhere. It was just wonderful. I've got very (laughs) fond memories of Tetris (laughs) sparing me all that horror and my parents probably feel the same way too.
2: (laughs) Ah, what
0: a lovely story. (laughs) I I have nicer ones, I promise. Do they involve bags of sick? No, not that I remember. Okay. (laughs) I could add them later. That that feels
2: like progress.
0: Special edition,
2: like, edit. Bags of sick, like, like plural bags yeah i told you
0: a lot <laughs> half, went down on those like, long rides
3: no i think a lot came out while we went down
0: it, it went down as hey. well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. oh.
1: <laughs> no i don't know how i feel about this conversation can no. we... i never
0: said it was gonna be a clean episode
1: welcome <laughs> to our fun nostalgia episode
3: i have no, like there's no way i can follow that with anything
0: <laughs> well, tough. <laughs> What's your next choice, Becky?
3: No. <laughs> Mine's so wholesome in comparison.
0: Please, we need it.
3: Disney's Hercules is um, my next pick. Again, running theme, similar to Chip, Like most of the games I ended up playing, I either played somewhere else first and then got for the PlayStation, or was given them. Um, and this one, I played on my friend's PC for a while first, and the pair of us were trying to get past the third level um it's the boss fight versus the centaur and we could not work out how to do it and it's the wind up punch like that's the only way you can cause damage it took us ages to figure out and a bit like the the driver training level like when we did we were like oh my god and like it was like a party in her little study room like dancing around the (laughs) pc and i just think it's a really fun game it's sort of like part platformer part you can explore a little bit as well and collect the like the letters to spell out Hercules and the vases and stuff. Lots of like really inventive enemies. My favourite is in Thebes in The Big Olive where you have that cat that gets hit by lightning and just like charges across the screen at you and you have to time the jump. But it always sounds so disgruntled and upset. And obviously the music is you know, it uses the soundtrack from the film. So it's probably the Disney soundtrack I know like best after like Beauty and the Beast. Because I heard it so often, and my favourite thing to do was leave it on the menu screen for long enough that it would auto play Zero to Hero, so you could have a little dance before you started playing.
4: <laughs>
3: so yeah, that that was that was one of my favourite games, and it's the first game I ever did a proper speed run of. I once played it in an entire afternoon, start to finish, nice. and yeah, it was a very fun afternoon.
0: A, a lot those the Disney games from that like era were like absolutely terrific, like Aladdin, um, Jungle Book. Lion King stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't. I never played Hercules, but like I know, I know um, the people that were involved in those other games weren't part of the Hercules development team. But the the people that did Hercules did an amazing job of capturing the spirit of like the games like Aladdin and stuff like that. From what I've seen of the game, I was like really impressed with like how close to those classic like sixteen bit era games it was. They've got to be some of the best movie tying games, right? definitely. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. It's it's shocking how bad like disney tie-ins have been since like that whole that general like nugget of time it's like just perfect and then it's just been
2: boring crap since. <laughs> <laughs> on not quite related but on a similar note i always i enjoyed the Taz game yes Tasmanian devil yes game. Yeah. that was really fun
3: oh wow i've not thought about that game in years
2: me neither it was just you talking about hercules just kind of reminding me of it because i'd never played the hercules game i only played a little bit of aladdin and the lion king but yeah i was
0: like
3: oh yeah the Taz game that was so good yeah <laughs>
2: It was a good good time for being a Disney fan
0: who also liked video games.
3: Yes, 100%. A very niche crossover, I feel like, that time of... Like, in that era, yeah. Yeah, in that era.
2: <laughs> I feel like I should probably watch the Hercules film at some point as well.
3: Have you oh, not, have seen, not seen, it? seen it? I have not seen it. It's so much fun. And the good thing about the, the game, a lot of the levels that you play in the game, you only see in montage in the film. So, like, fighting ah. the Medusa and things like that, they they gloss over quite quickly. So you get to do like the expanded versions that's so cool and i just remember the utter fury of playing the hydra level and forgetting that if you cut one head off like more came i've just remembered that and you had to cut <laughs> off like specific heads to do damage oh that's a level um but yeah <laughs> it's a bit like an early version of the poison ivy level from arkham asylum you know you've got like things raining down on you there's like things you can run into that will hurt you and stuff they're really cleverly designed <laughs>
0: Uh, so, Chip,
2: what's your next pick? Uh, well, I'm moving on from the Master System now, finally, and into my next console, uh, which was the Mega Drive. Uh, sorry, Andy.
0: I got a Mega Drive eventually. Okay, <laughs> good, that's good. All the, that's good. All my sad story had a happy ending.
2: You, that's good, you don't have to be a RF There's IR, no bags of fine. sick
3: or anything like that. Thank <laughs> you, Chip.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, no, Becky made it so wholesome and lovely again, and you've just bought the
3: sick <laughs> back. Yeah, Andy.
2: That means Chip has to make this wholesome somehow. Oh my god, why are you putting that on me, of all people?
3: Consider <laughs> it character development.
2: <laughs> I'm too old for that. <laughs> um, so there was a few games um, that I kind of played for the Mega Drive, and I wasn't, I wasn't really sure which one I was going to go for. I was trying to pick one for each system that I had as a kid. So, you know, I used to love things like, obviously, Sonic, but we've already kind of discussed that with the Master System. Um, I was really i really liked Shinobi uh, on the Mega Drive, but I couldn't get past the first boss. So basically, I just played the first level again and again and again. <laughs> so what i'm actually going to talk about is uh, streets of rage and Ooh, just kind of that yes. franchise i guess like the first two games mainly because i think it was probably one of the probably might even be the first game that i managed to play with a friend from beginning to end like actually get through and complete it we may have used the cheats and i can't remember off the top of my head now but i'm taking it as we did it you know off our own backs but man, what a fucking incredible game that was. That's like, a, it's a game that, you know, it was my first kind of side scrolling, beat em up kind of thing. And just the soundtrack and having your special, you know, your powers and all the enemy types and stuff like that. Uh, as soon as I remember Streets of Rage, I was like, yeah, this is the one I want to talk about because so many, many memories playing this. And a game that I just replayed a bunch as well because it never got boring. Never, ever. Yeah, I loved Streets of Rage.
0: It's definitely, I think it's definitely the best of that. Style of game, especially from the sixteen-bit console era, I, I think it was better than like Final Fight. Even though Final Fight had that the mayor who was a shirtless wrestler, which is you know, <laughs> that's perfect. But like o- overall, it was vastly superior. The scores is amazing. Like even listening to it now, that's such a great score. Yeah,
2: I think I'm gonna go and listen to that while we're done here. Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm thinking about using that as some some video game music Monday stuff.
2: I was about to say, yeah, that's a really good choice.
0: And I love the fighting mechanics as well. Like when if it, like a dude grabs you from behind, that so you can kick in front if someone's coming at you, yeah. and then you can counter it by like flipping over them and then doing a German suplex on the dude. <laughs> like, that's just that's really cool. Like there's a lot of thought put into how the <laughs> combat flows, which isn't very common. And a young Brock Lesnar took note. Yeah, probably. Yes, yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of thought put into like a game, which like a genre which usually people just kind of do very the very basic amount of stuff that's like punch, jump, kick, all that type of thing. But like St- streets of rage, like put a lot of thought into that style. I really love it. Even today, like it's it holds up. Yeah, really I would well. play it now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would happily go and load that up right now and play it. I also really loved uh the bosses as well because you get to the end of the level and then these like two hulking mad beasts were just walking to screen, you're like, Whoa, hang on, what is going on here? And they've just all so varied and then they'd have like different versions of them as you went along as well and it was just a very very exciting game to play as a kid and a grown up.
0: Yeah, I I beat the boomerang guy like earlier today. The, 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 oh, nice. just she, she's fucking huge. He's got this massive <laughs> boomerang, and, and like I beat the shit out of him. And that's like I don't remember it being that easy when I was a kid, but like uh, I was just very much enjoying the fantasy of being a badass with a bandana in like the nineteen eighties. <laughs> yeah, it
3: really. Like, yeah, I love that game.
2: Very good choice. Very,
0: very thank,
3: good you,
2: thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to go and play it, I think.
0: Yeah, I
3: would. I would Can we finish it. the episode first? Yeah, probably.
2: Mm, yeah,
3: right.
0: Okay, cool. Okay, uh, Bash, what's your next pick?
1: My next pick is from the Nintendo 64 Arguably one of the worst consoles I ever owned because the controller is <laughs> fucking trash. The controller sucks, yeah. <laughs> honestly, just straight in there. <laughs> I don't know what Nintendo was really thinking. A lot of people I mean, saying that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the thing is, I'm, I, I was a Nintendo kid. I still am a Nintendo kid. I play my Switch a lot. It tends to just travel with me um, wherever I go. And I've always really loved how Nintendo seemed more willing than... I mean, like a PlayStation controller... Like, the PlayStation 5 controller is just a, a, a roidy PlayStation 1 controller, right? Like yeah. the, the form of them is still the same. <laughs> the same with, like, yeah, your yeah, Xbox yeah. controllers. Like, they picked a style and they went, that's it. We're done now. Nintendo went, no, nah, let's let's fuck around a bit. Find out. Um, and so that was the <laughs> Nintendo 64 controller. I think someone got really high. <laughs> Either way, though, didn't hamper my love of snowboard kids. Which is a weird Japanese snowboarding game. <laughs> uh, the you could pick from six playable characters. I obviously always picked Slash because it rhymes with Bash, and I mean he was just the best <laughs> one. So it has been compared very favorably at the time and even since um, to Mario Kart, or the Mario Kart series. It kind of has a similar like like races. Um, you can do multiplayer or just you know like on your own for like time challenges and stuff like that um, there's all different courses and uh, my favorite was the one that's in a Japanese village um, during the cherry blossom festival it's really pretty and you earned coin by doing like dead good tricks if you were doing like playing multiplayer against others you could use the the gold to get by either a shooting item or a support item to fuck up your other players (laughs) (laughs) it was just one of those really like weird a little bit niche racing games that we just happened to own i think it probably came with the nintendo 64 that we got it just ended up being one of those that was highly replayable and certainly at that time anything that was like crash team racing mario kart obviously this there was like another one called like running wild or something that I used to play a lot of. Um, just things where I could like really hyper fixate and just keep doing the tracks and just get better and better. It was like my bread and butter. I just loved those kinds of games. So that was my pick <laughs> for this one, even if it is on the worst console. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was a bit of an era for like slightly weird racing games. Like we used to have one called Sledstorm that was like racing snow sleds, essentially. And yeah, similar thing. I used to just get really like fixated on scoring the most points because like, you used to have to do tricks on jumps and things. And also, if you hit a rabbit, there was like a rabbit on each course and if you hit it, you got extra points or something. Terrific. <laughs> You've just reminded me of that. <laughs> but yeah, so we'd be there, like,
1: 10-year-old kids going, Oh my God, you got to kill the rabbit! Yeah, that's a, bit, that's a bit grim, isn't it? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Snowboard Kids was a bit more wholesome than that. Aside from the, like, Shooting rocks at the other children so you could beat them.
0: Yeah, I didn't know how to do that.
3: That's, yeah, wholesome up to a point, I think. <laughs> that, that's
0: just childhood, like, japes. <laughs> I did try, like, a, an emulator of snowboard kits today just because I'd never heard of it and I thought I should really, like, give it a go and, like, see what it's about. And I chose Tommy because he looked like he'd had a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like this little ten year old or something, he's got bandages on his face and stuff. He just looks like he's had a hard time snowboarding and I related to that. Was he carrying some bags of sick with him? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> he probably left them at the top of the hill. Yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it. Like I was bad at it, but I, like that's because I wasn't in it wasn't able to like compensate for that like mid to late nineties jank in the way like I could with something like Final Fantasy VII, where I was used to it. Like I had a hard time getting to grips with it and I was pressed also I was using an emulator so the control scheme was all, all over the place. I was using a normal-shaped controller, not a fucking N64 controller. <laughs> so, yeah, it was... Well, I I, did, I, I, really, I found it charming. I can see why, like, it would, like, appeal. Like, if I'd found it as a kid, I would have, like, really enjoyed it. It was a really nice aesthetic. Just, like, a nice little gameplay loop. Like, when you get to the bottom of the hill, you go on the thing, the, uh, the ski lift takes you back to the start of the course. I really enjoyed that. And if someone else is going through the... The thing in front of you and you don't give them time to get to the ski lift you just bounce off the ski lift (laughs) okay i like that i like that design choice so uh what's my next pick i've forgotten oh yeah um so now i'm going to 1991 with monkey island 2 on the amiga Uh, i never owned an amiga my friend did like my um my old, one of my oldest friends, Kieran. Shout out if you're listening, but you're probably not because you don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> about podcasts. <that> is. <laughs> but yeah, I, I distinctly remember like me and me and Kieran finding it was back when like people used to advertise like things for sale in the newspaper, and you had to open a newspaper and read it to find if someone was selling something cool. And we found a pre-owned copy of Monkey Island Two. And we ended up going on a small road trip with his dad to like a small coastal town to pick up this copy of Monkey Island 2. And then I stayed over the night so we could play it for ages. And it's like that was just that was a really cool little memory attached to it.
2: Like, just the the dedication of going out of our way to play this game. For a second, I thought you meant you'd stayed over at the person's house you bought it from. Yeah, we just (laughs) camped out with it. We're just like, this is getting a bit weird again, Andy. We're low on petrol, we have to stay here.
0: (laughs) Get out of my house! Yeah, that Monkey Island two was like my first like experience of like storytelling in gaming, like in a way that like engaged me because it was very very humorous, very colourful. The pixel art is absolutely gorgeous. Even today, like that, I feel like that artwork holds up in ways like the the first Monkey Island does doesn't really. And the music is just amazing. I was just like completely immersed in that world and that story. Like it wouldn't change my whole perception of like storytelling in gaming, like Final Fantasy seven did. But it was—it did introduce to me the idea of games telling a story rather than just being a gaming experience. I hadn't played many point-and-click games because obviously I didn't have a computer that could do them, so I usually just joint played with my friend on a new point-and-click game out. But like Monkey Island 2 is the one that got me hooked on it. We used to do like voices for all the characters and things like that, <laughs> so it was really cool. Before then, they introduced voice tracks on games and it just ruined everything. It's like.
3: Guybrush doesn't sound like that. What did Guybrush sound like?
0: I don't remember. I think my friend did Guybrush, I did LeChuck.
3: Okay, what did LeChuck sound like? (laughs) Oh, God. I
0: I don't remember what lines LeChuck said, but I think you've heard me do pirate voices.
2: (laughs) I definitely have. Or... Oh yes, yeah, scurvy ski dogs. Ski dogs?
0: Is that a movie? <laughs> that was a movie, wasn't it? Ski dogs? Yeah, was think that... it was. <laughs> Sounds Very like a movie. It's to snowboard kids. <laughs> ski dogs? I'd play ski dogs. <laughs> yes, yeah, scurvy ski dogs. <laughs> I miss... Yes, snowboard kids. <sighs> yeah, can you, can was, you do the fun. rest of
3: the episode in that voice, please?
0: No, I've got a soft rock.
3: Oh, okay. I a lot.
0: Yeah, Monkey Island 2 is like my that was when i learned like video games could be written as well as movies and tv shows that was like a big deal for me that that's like helped that was a big turning point in my interest like it maintained my interest when it might have started waning a little bit really fond memory especially that road trip to the coastal town where we broke into someone's house and like refused to leave <laughs> <laughs> and slept there for the night <laughs> Just squatted squatters right
2: <laughs> see i only played monkey island as an adult and ex of mine was big into point and click games. Like she played them, you know, all the time as a kid. Yeah. So she tried to get me into some like Grim Fandango and uh, Monkey Island. And th- it most of my time playing it was her looking at me as I was going, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like what, why do I have to combine this chicken with a pulley system? Like, what does that do? Why would I even think of doing that? So I love the game. Um, I think I've already finished the first one, but I, I couldn't play it without help like without a walkthrough or anything like that like i just i don't really have the patience for it but also i'm just like i'm confused constantly (laughs) but it is an amazing game
3: yeah i remember watching my friend play the curse of monkey island when that came out and just being utterly flummoxed by it like really enjoying it but also yeah same similar thing like but but why like why are you doing that what (laughs) (laughs) it makes no sense (laughs)
0: Yeah, Becky, what's your next pick for us?
3: So I think this possibly clashes or coincides even with one of Sasha's and it's The Sims 2 because I was obsessed to the point where I pretty much stole all the memory on our little, well I say little it was an absolute giant of a thing PC at home the load times would take ages especially when I built some of the expansion packs and added those on and yeah, I would sit for like an like 45 minutes waiting for the game to load up and then build exactly the same house that I always build because I had very specific tastes when I was uh, an early teen (laughs) and yeah, uh, it's just great I I mean I was playing The Sims 4 earlier like The Sims has just been in my life for like most of the time I've been gaming and again started playing the first game at a friend's house because I wasn't allowed many PC games precisely because I did take up all the memory um, but it was too late for them to argue when I finally got The Sims 2, and we played played the Sims. We played Black and White. I was into the game Age of Vampires, all that sort of stuff. But it was The Sims 2 that like really got my attention, and I would just lose hours and hours to it,
2: and still do. It's one of those games like a Warcraft or something like that, which I have dabbled in, but never want to play properly because I'm afraid of all the time that I'd lose <laughs> playing it. <laughs> yeah but there's no way around it right you can't it's not a game you can play for like half an hour here and there
3: Uh, you can if you've got like an established family I think if you're like set building a house or anything then don't you need like a good few hours especially if you're as particular as I am about your decor
2: (laughs) I'd like to see your sims house
0: I have many sims
3: houses
0: (laughs) my style was usually just like walling people into rooms like without a toilet Or, like, getting them into a pool and then removing the ladders,
3: like, watching them
0: play around, I was very, very healthy.
3: None of that surprises me. (laughs) I did do the ladder thing once because I got really bored of one of the characters I was playing. I just wanted them to die. Yeah, I wanted the female character to marry someone else. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I put him in the pool. And then my my female character made friends with death while this guy was dying. It was great fun. Wow, that's extra morbid. Well, yeah. I mean, I was always going to make <laughs> friends with death. It's me.
0: <laughs> all right, Thanos. <laughs> I mean, I did.
1: <laughs> I did. I did mention. I think in our DLCs episode, like I, I spent like all of my money that I earned in my first job, like properly hourly rate paid for job, uh, on the Sims Two expansions. But I would have said my first would still be the Sims. But yeah, like mm. just th- that whole series of. Games. I have The Sims 4 now, although I've still yet to properly play it. Similar thing with Chip. To Chip, really. I'm just worried that the day I get into it is the day that I lose like an entire weekend and go, "Oh no, <laughs> what happened?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> to come out with a large beard and the world destroyed.
1: Like our PC used to be in like a little loft conversion that my parents had. After I'd, I'd like go up there quite early on in the day. Like, my parents would have to, like, shout to remind me to eat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So because I would just sit and play The Sims, or The Sims 2.
3: I would put my Walkman on as well and listen to my albums. So, like, I would just be completely shut off from the world for an entire day. And, like, occasionally someone would, like, poke their head around the door to make sure I was okay and then just leave me to it. Not much has changed, really. No, not really. <laughs> Apart from I don't live with anyone now, so...
0: <laughs> That'd be surprising.
3: <laughs> what are you yeah, doing here? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It'd probably chip. To
2: be
0: fair, yeah,
3: yeah, it would chip turning <laughs> up on my doorstep again.
2: I've done that before. Out of context, <laughs> that sounds quite menacing. It does.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was very surprising when it happened.
2: Uh, I was just as death. It was yeah. fine. <laughs> oh, you're right at home then.
3: Yeah, I'll always make friends with death.
0: So um, yeah, Chip, what what would your next pick be for us along your
2: gaming journey. We have moved onto the PS1 and I think this is gonna be well, I think first of all I should say that obviously I would have gone Final Fantasy Seven for this, but we've kind of covered that in detail already. Go back and check out our Final Fantasy Seven episode. <laughs> I think it was one of our best ones. Or else. So I thought I wouldn't pick that, I wouldn't repeat myself, but obviously that is the most important one in my entire life. So I went a bit different because PS1 is definitely when I started to get into more gaming because, you know, like a teenager, you know, I had a bit more pocket money doing little jobs and stuff. So I had a bit more money for myself. But the game I want to talk about is the very first um, WWF Smackdown game. Yes. Uh, And I think Andy, yeah. Well, yeah. Badger and Andy, I think you all appreciate this one. So obviously big, big wrestling fan since I was like three years old. And I cried when Hulk Hogan got crushed by Earthquake.
0: (laughs) It's still real to me, damn it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, I still would cry joy yeah yeah it's like I'll fucking do it so the first wrestling game I had I think was on the Mega Drive and it was uh Super Wrestlemania you know you had like eight characters and uh I played like the in your house games and stuff like that and on the PS1 obviously we had Attitude and we had Warzone which were fucking terrible (laughs) let's be honest but I played them to death because like um I wasn't into WCW so I didn't have the good WCW games didn't have an N64 so I couldn't play you know No Mercy uh so when Smackdown came along and it was just so so good like the hours I put into that game just playing it every single night it was just such a revolution compared to like uh, Attitude and Warzone and how sort of slow and sluggish they were and this was proper quick and arcadey and then you know the next couple of editions kind of really developed from where that first game came from but i just remember being super excited getting that game for the first time and uh yeah it's just fucking great and i'm sure i've I've gone back and played it since and it's still just as fun as yeah back in the day
3: so you say like passion you would understand but i played that a lot when i was a kid did you
2: really that's awesome yeah
3: it was yep. one of the games that that guy gave us, and obviously you could create a custom character, which is like my favourite thing to do in any game ever. <laughs> um, so yeah, me and Josh, my brother, used to spend hours on that game. I think we always used to play as the Hardy Boys. Yeah, obviously, yeah. So
2: yeah, good choice, yeah.
3: No, I, it's a great game, a lot of fun. It's my only knowledge of wrestling comes from that game, pretty much.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that that's a great place <laughs> to uh, have some that, yeah. wrestling knowledge. Yeah,
0: I used to love the like the Super Nintendo wrestling games, but like with the Mega Drive games, they were super limited. And again, mm. obviously, I've already established I never had an N64, because I stupidly got an Atari Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you're it. bitter about it or anything. I,
3: I'll
0: never... I'll, I'll be complaining about that on my deathbed. <laughs> oh, so this is why there were bags of sick, right? It makes sense now. Like I had visions of the future. So I, I, never, I never got to play No Mercy until a lot later, but like even then contra- yeah it's probably controversial to say but i think smackdown is better than no mercy i think all the smackdown mm-hmm. games are better than no mercy like smackdown smackdown 2 all the playstation 2 era games I just oh, love them so good
1: yeah smackdown so games good. are great
0: yeah i was a, i was a lapsing fan by this point um because like the new generation era was burning me out completely and but then i picked this game up and i was just pulled back right back in like just at the perfect point to get back into wrestling and I would never have given it another try if it wasn't for this game. So like, that's happened a few times actually. Like SmackDown vs Raw got me back during the ruthless aggression era, and 2K14 got me back during whatever the fuck that era was. So, like, <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, this. What do they call that one? The reality era or
0: something? Is that?
2: Is yeah. Might have been the reality yeah. era. Yeah. But yeah, it's, sure. It, we'll go with that.
0: Yeah, it's basically just video games, just like keeping me tethered to other things that I loved as a kid i would i probably would not still be watching wrestling if it wasn't for like all these cool video games that came along and just reminded me why i loved
1: wrestling
2: and it had the awesome smackdown theme as well yes so uh, bash what 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 are you bringing to us now
1: i too am moving on to the playstation one nice but i think (laughs) the game i'm about to mention will be one that i don't think any of you guys will have played I don't want to be presumptuous.
0: <laughs> no, I have not played it and I have not read a single thing about yeah, it. Yeah, I
3: purposefully not researched this choice.
0: I just wanted to experience it in real time.
1: Incredible Crisis. Incredible Crisis is was my, my first foray into weird Japanese games. The birth of a weeb. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it really was. It follows four members of a working class Japanese family as they go about their daily routines trying to get their birthday we get birthday presents for the family grandmother it's grandmother Hatsu's birthday and at the start of the game she tells everyone she wants them home early it's her special day and somehow the entire family had all forgotten it's her birthday so not only do they have to go about their lives they also have to find a birthday present And then what proceeds is just the weirdest fucking game I've ever played in my life. Still is. (laughs) Let me just give you some highlights of merely the first chapter, which follows Father Tanio. So he's in his office. Suddenly he's ordered to do a dance by his supervisor. Um, So you have a little dance sequence thing where you have to press the buttons in time. Then everyone starts running away and they're running away from something. And it's a giant boulder is coming crashing into the building so you have to run down the corridors to get away from it and you meet, you reach the elevator and it's great you think you're there it's safe then the boulder crashes from above and sends the elevator flying down and there's a big explosion and you shot out of the window you think you're going to fall to your death but you grab onto a flagpole guys so it's fine <laughs> um then you have a balancing game that you have to do to try and safely get off the 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 flagpole but lo when you get to safety the boulder emerges again and lands on your head knocking you unconscious um you wake up in an ambulance and you have to answer a bunch of questions and then the ambulance people are so excited that you're able to answer them that they somehow project you out of the ambulance and then you have to dodge traffic whilst they're strapped to a a hospital bed sure when you when you Land no no not done uh, when <laughs> you, when you finish um you somehow are helped by an attractive lady who leads you to a ferris wheel and on the ferris wheel you have to give her an erotic back massage which
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't see anything but you do hear her orgasmic screams if you're doing it right
0: did you do it right
1: yes <laughs> do you want to know
0: <laughs> the pride in that <laughs>
1: Uh, hey, I what the fuck? It feels you like, like
0: you just drank a lot of cough syrup and imagined this game, but I do believe it's real.
1: No, it's <laughs> absolutely real. After she she jumps out of the Ferris wheel onto a helicopter, oh, we're still going. We're still going. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you think the erotic back massage was the big bat? <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: the climax. And then he sees well, hey. a UFO. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, for some reason, in spite of two Navy ships that are trying to destroy the UFO, you, as just random office dad... Wait, hang on, command- where did the UFO come from? Come from? Yeah, like, I didn't y- know. I was- did
0: I just slip into a coma? <laughs> what has happened? Yeah, the UFO just popped out of nowhere. Yeah, it
1: pops out of nowhere. And you commandeer a turret and shoot down the missiles, saving the UFO. Why? <laughs> what? You are then somehow <laughs> exploded into the sky because then the um, Navy ships shoot at you, but you land onto a boat. A Navy boat? And you get curious. There's a there's there's a block in on the boat and you remove it, which um, of course was filling a hole in the boat. So then the boat is sinking and you then have to successfully get the boat back to shore whilst also throwing the water out of the boat. And then you get a train to go home. <laughs> and the attractive oh, woman gosh. from before is back. But oh no, she's cut the brakes of the train.
2: Well, obviously it wasn't a good massage.
1: <laughs> and oh, the train crashes and shoots up from underground and you're outside of um grandma Hatsu's house and that is how tanyo makes it there um and i won't go into the others but definitely i feel like there's um there's space for a future maybe mini episode where i can tell you all the following chapters i don't
2: want to be part of that um
1: (laughs) it 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 is no i refuse it is the weirdest like all of the stories end up interlinking as well like it's I can't decide if the person who made it was a madman or a genius. I think the answer is yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes. It just... It
1: sticks out as just one of the most original games I ever played. And, like, 11-year-old me was just obsessed and because they're all like it little mini challenges lot. and stuff it does explain a lot it does yeah
2: yeah yeah <laughs> i really want to as you're explaining that i really want to slowly fade in the magic roundabout thing <laughs> like a slightly like slow down version so it's more sinister
1: it's just yeah also it's scored by the tokyo scar paradise orchestra
0: cool yeah i didn't, sure. I didn't know that was a thing but I'm no it's, it's a thing
1: <laughs> and they're like insanely popular in japan yeah scar orchestra
0: that's amazing to be fun
1: yeah as a combination it works yeah listen to tokyo scar paradise orchestra on spotify guys it's very good bizarre (laughs) much like this game oh everything had a stress meter by the way so you have to do everything but not get your characters too stressed otherwise they their brains would like like their heads would just explode it was really weird
2: that's how i feel right now
1: (laughs) everything
0: everything you describe, sounds like insanely stressful to like <laughs> give up an orgasm. That just sounded like so <laughs> uh, that's
2: why I don't bother. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Lance Riddick What <laughs> So yeah, have fun wow. following that, Andy.
0: I, I don't I don't know how. To it. Mine, mine's incredibly pedestrian, but I, th- I feel like anything I said could have been would have been pedestrian compared to that, so Fuck it. Uh, Let's go. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Just Just have a minute. Compose yourself. Changed a little bit. Yeah. I need need a drink of rum. Hold on. All right. So my uh, next pick is uh, Street Fighter 2, the arcade version specifically, which came out in 1991. Street Fighter 2 would have been my first real obsession in gaming, I think. Like when I really got super nerdy and like hyper focused on the lore and all the details and stuff. i have like, been obviously been playing for a long time before this. This was the one that like made me like completely alter the way I thought about video games. Like I spent a lot of time I spent a lot of time in arcades as a kid, like going on summer holidays and bank holiday trips and stuff. And um, when I saw Street Fighter 2 I was instantly like drawn to it, all the characters and things, but getting to it was so difficult because all the bigger kids were playing the you know, the meta game of let's make the little kids stand and wait forever see if they leave but I never left <laughs> when I finally got to play it like it was really it was my first proper fighting game like that style I mean this obviously this is the game that like established the whole medium like there'd been games before that but this is the one that created all the tropes that we we know now t- it took me a long time and a lot of my parents money trying to like work out how to play it and it took I, I think it took me a good like four trips before i managed to do a hadouken <laughs> Felt like it felt like such a big moment and that kind of everything like snapped into place in my head and suddenly i knew okay i have to do these kind of movements to like get the get this thing to happen and if i move the joystick this way i move a different style i started thinking about the mechanics of gaming like for the first time properly obviously like i played loads of games that required like lots of nuance and stuff like pac-man stuff but i never really thought about them as like feats of design and like things that required a lot of um a lot of thought from my end of things and street fighter was the street fighter 2 was the game that made me like really start to dismantle video games and like how they work and the design choices and the mechanics of it and stuff it's all it's all things that like i'd end up using when i started writing about video games and while what i do on the podcast yeah street fighter 2 was the the one that like it changed how I, it just re, rewrote my brain basically, just one of my favourite games, I don't like many fighting games now Like I, they've become way too complicated for me now, I'm still I'm very, I'm, I am still struggle to play Street Fighter 2 to be honest, yeah but I I can appreciate a good fighting game and like, the I can understand how they work I'm just not very good at them, but that's, that's the kind of attitude I take to any game that I'm going to review or something, I try, even if I'm not good at it, I'll try and understand it And that's all stuff i learned from street fighter 2 basically it's like it was a major turning point for me as a game lover and a game consumer no street fighter 2 players no uh no sorry everyone's still thinking about incredible crisis to be honest i (laughs) was thinking about the entire time
2: (laughs) i think you actually brought the episode back because i think what you've just said there is perfectly summing up what we wanted to do with this episode and talk about those games that we loved as a kid the games that made us uh, so yeah, I think you've completely distracted from, you know, Sasha and uh, her weirdness. Uh, <laughs> and you summed it up really beautifully there.
0: It, it was a struggle. I was still thinking about the UFO.
1: <laughs> no, I, and way, I yeah. did play Street Fighter. I mean, I think, yeah, I definitely played Street Fighters one and two. I still think I preferred Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the,
0: yeah, the, the side scroller was much more like my style of fighting game but it was a lot that was one I could master like straight away yeah it like yeah. was one that I just had to like become a freaky obsessive kid just like hang around like while other people are playing wait for them to walk away get creeped out <laughs> and then I could stop playing <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. It, it became an obsession for that the next two summers at the very least until it came out on the Super Nintendo and Mega Drive I owned both versions because that's how into it I was I needed to understand how the game both versions were different because I'd heard that. I just, yeah, I just went completely nuts with that game, and I, I saw the the movie a lot in the cinema, even though it wasn't very good. I, just, <laughs> I didn't enjoy it most of the time, but I still just absolute Street Fighter Two nerd. So uh, Becky, what's your last pick?
3: <laughs> so it's it's Crash Bandicoot Two: Cortex Strikes Back. And I just know like, Chip's going to like fold in on himself at the main mention. Mm, that
2: fucking bandituit.
3: <laughs> so I think this is probably, like aside from Driver, probably the game I played the most on our PlayStation. It was the first one we had. It just... I was obsessed in a very specific kind of... I have to get everything, I have to complete everything, I have to get the gems. I got very frustrated if I'd like made it through a level and like missed one box somewhere. And I loved like the aesthetic of it, the design of it. And I don't play many platformers now, possibly because I am reminded of the trauma of Crash Bandicoot and playing <laughs> many levels over and over again to the point where they gave you a pity checkpoint because you were so bad at it. And you're like you know you like you really got stuck when they gave you like extra masks as well to help you along. But yeah, it's 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 such a fun game. I liked the first one. I just never got past the rope bridge level. Um, whereas Crash 2, I got very, very close to actually <sighs> completing it. It was just the coloured gems I think I was missing by the end. Crash 2, it's it's close to my heart.
1: Crash feels like it was one of those um, era-defining games. Yeah. For that sort of PlayStation 1, mid-90s platformers, like 3D platformers. Just in general, I know you chose Crash 2, and because you were choosing this, and I sort of avoided Crash, so we weren't doing, like double talking about <laughs> crash uh, but crash bandicoot the original would have been my my thing i similar thing to you i just played it over and over and over again i just don't think you can talk about the playstation one era without talking about crash bandicoot
2: if i think of the playstation one i think of crash yeah
1: yeah yeah
2: as complicated as my relationship is with that bandicoot <laughs> that is what i think of when i think of the ps1
1: yeah yeah. it, it, it properly was one of those and um I mean, I got the remasters when they came out, and I even played Crash Bandicoot and I, one on on stream. I was talking to um the guys there, just sort of reminiscing actually, because I think it will have been around this time that I played it on stream. And there's there's a conversation to be had here about how games were harder back then, but not in like that gatekeepery sense. But I couldn't help myself. This this like 14 year old kid had joined my stream <laughs> and was giving me some. So, giving me some jip because I was on the <laughs> second rope bridge level, and the weird thing was at this point I'd already completed the game, the remaster, already once, um like I finished the levels and stuff, um, not collected all the gems and things, but I'd got to the end of Crash Bandicoot. But yeah, he was <laughs> he was giving me some shit, <laughs> and so I was like, and he was like, oh, well, i I've, I've already completed it, blah 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 blah, like this. And I just couldn't help myself. It wasn't one of those where I wasn't trying to be a gatekeeper or asshole or anything. But it's like, hey, right? Good for you and everything. But I completed this back on the PlayStation One, where it was definitely harder. Believe me. Yeah, <laughs> to fuck the off. Gym mechanics
3: janky as fuck. <laughs> yeah, you
2: fucking noob. <laughs>
1: you talked about being proud, Becky, of complete like doing Driver the the um like getting through the tutorial level. My pre pride was completing Crash Bandicoot. Mm.
3: Yeah, I've still never done it. I've still never completed the first one. Yeah, me
1: neither. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I've you yeah.
3: completed
1: any mm-hmm. of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. You right there, Chip? Mm-mm. You're just rocking back and forth?
2: <laughs> I just... Because I, I, had, I had Crash as a kid, and I remember liking it. I never finished it, but I never had this unbound rage towards Crash. <laughs> and I was excited when they remastered it and brought it out, and I bought it straight away. And... There was the last time I ever played it, I got so angry that I put my controller down, I got up, and I walked out of our flat with, and my partner at the time, she was like, Where are you going? And I was like, I've just gotta go. I've just gotta leave. And mm-hmm. I just left my flat. That's how angry <laughs> that game made me. It made me leave my home. And I can't be in the I same just, room as the I this just person. couldn't.
1: <laughs> you know what, Chip? I, just, I just couldn't. I have two words for you. Get good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, I'm going to troll your next stream.
3: <laughs> <As opposed to laughs> what a shocking time. development
2: that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, I love Crash and I fucking hate it at the same time.
3: I mean, I feel similar, uh, especially about the first one. And I know, like, obviously, you've got the one, two, three in the remaster, which is great, but I would love them to bring back Crash Bash. Yes. I really, like, I, it's such a good multiplayer game. It would be really fun to play with the four of us. No. Yeah, but it's not like it's no. not like Crash Bandicoot at all. I don't care. It's great, but... I don't but
2: care. Crash Team Racing has the same effect on me.
3: <sighs> Chip, I just think you need to get over this I think rage you just that need you're to... feeling. No,
2: I'm going to stay angry forever.
1: Chip, I think, I think you go... just need to uh... get good. <laughs> Shut, up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up.
3: Go
2: back to your Ferris wheel.
0: I think uh, Crash Bash was developed by the people who did Hercules,
3: I think. Oh, was it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was, like, looking them up earlier.
3: Clearly, they get me.
0: Yeah, I, I never owned the first <laughs> Crash, but I did own Crash Two. I got it as a trade-in. I remember this shop that was built in, like set in the back of a carpet store that used to trade in video games. <laughs> and I got Crash Two for like trading in a copy of Die Hard Trilogy. And I quite I remember quite distinctly taking Crash Two back after a week and trading it for Tomb Raider Two because <laughs> I just I just yeah that was my like I just couldn't couldn't <laughs> deal with it. So now this. I can't have this game embarrassing me in front of myself, so I'll just play Tomb Raider two instead. <laughs> That's I've, I've never played a Crash game, but I still I can appreciate everything about them. It's just yeah, it's just life's short. I can't waste my life playing
3: Crash. <laughs> but I think I think it's part of the reason why I don't play platform is much anymore either. I think because Crash two was so good and so like influential, as Ash said, the franchise. Like, any time I play a platformer now, especially something like Hollow Knight was one of the examples I used, where it, like, sends you right back to the beginning when you lose all your lives, and I do not miss that about old-school gaming. Mm -hmm. You know, I know we talked about it in the Final Fantasy episode, and me and Sasha were discussing it um, separately, but I don't miss checkpoints and lacking auto-saves and things that will send you right back to the beginning of a level if you happen to die too many times i'm i'm glad we've moved mostly past that now
2: yeah let's leave the game over screen in the past (laughs) please
3: traumatized generations of us
0: oh god i can't stand the the game over screen seeing that now when i play like an emulator game or something it just brings me out in a rash (laughs) (laughs) no no why have i got lives no no stop it continue what do you mean <laughs> so, i do still use the tekken
3: 2 continue voice though whenever i have to say continue i will always be like continue so it has burned on my brain
0: yeah i think like that era very much like we've all got a, s- a small degree of ptsd
1: <laughs>
0: just low-key uh, yeah.
3: low-key trolls. Yeah,
0: very 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 low-key like video game for like ghouls, um, ghouls and ghosts on the snes and NES and stuff that that makes me have nightmares like everything before the PS2, basically, is just hell, <laughs> and I don't think kids today could
2: cope. Oh, can
0: Fortnite can so.
1: confirm. Little Rebel has played some of the Crash Bandicoot the remaster version. He too rage quit.
2: Yes, yes, little Rebel.
3: Yes, it, I get it.
2: They've, they've got my people. They've got to
0: learn this. sometime, though. Everybody, kids, you know, they need to go through that. It builds character.
3: <laughs> That's what all traumatised people yeah. say. Yeah, we have That's to. Rage. We have to. <laughs> That's all we've got.
0: <laughs> so, uh, going from one trauma to another, chip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I phrased it like that. I'm no, sorry, it's perfect. <laughs> 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 that didn't go the way I meant. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs>
2: Do you want me to do that again, Chef? No. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're keeping that in. Okay. Um, <laughs> What's your last picture? Well, I'm on to the PS2 now, which is the last console I would have had as a kid because it served me into my adulthood when I went off to uni to get with me. And the thing with the PS2, it is the greatest console of all time. Is it undisputed? And yeah, yeah, it's, it just is. So there's just so many games I could have picked for this. So I had quite a hard time trying to think of what I was going to go for. So I was trying to think back about, you know, what was the early games that I picked up and then, you know, what did they kind of mean to me? And what I settled on was Grand Theft Auto 3 because um, I played the original top down ones, you know, on the on the PS1 and loved those. And this was such a leap and it felt like a massive leap, not just in terms of the GTA games, but in gaming in general to have this like, sorry, such a 3D open world, you know, like. (laughs) with the proper acting and story and stuff like that. <laughs> Did you burp again, or was that unrashed? Oh, <laughs> oh my but God, I, I hope that was a burp and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was such a difference between... Like it felt like a game that was that gen, as opposed to the last gen of the PS1. Yeah. Just such a jump in detail and and gameplay and everything like that, and it, it just blew my mind completely. Like playing that for the first time was like, oh my god! Like these characters are actually talking. It's 3D. It's I can go anywhere I want. I can do anything I want. And you know, a lot of that was uh, with the early GTA's as well. You could just drive around and run people over if you wanted to. But there was just so much more to this. And you can really see the, pro- the progression in those GTA games, you know, from from that to Vice City to San Andreas to you know four or five. Uh, you can just chart their progression all the way up. And I really think, you know, with GTA 3, that is where it all started for those games, you know, uh, in terms of where they went. And it's still such a good game. I would love, you know, there's rumors of the remaster and stuff at yeah. the moment, yeah. and I would totally be okay with that. I would absolutely play that game again. It is a testament to how
0: much they nailed it with GTA 3 that even now like there's not much. I mean they've added stuff, but the core of it is still very much intact today. Mm-hmm. Like with like GTA 5 being the biggest game of all time, basically all that's changed really is the bells and whistles. Like the, the core of it is still GTA 3. And that just because they got it so right with that game, it's not. It's probably it's still my like probably my least favorite of the 3D era games yeah but it's such a game changer like it's very rare that you see a game appear that you can tell it changes everything and it's creating basically a new style of game it's very hard to come across that the the, the further along you get especially i didn't think i'd be seeing it in the ps2 era let alone now it's like i'm I'm, I'm a big gta fan and like i want to do an episode on gta at some point because it's such a monumental franchise and Mm -hmm. it is ultimately the reason we got together as a group at all basically playing yeah, gta yeah very true it's it's such a big it's such a big deal for me like gta it's it just gives so much but yeah <laughs> and it is it was gta3 was like the it felt like the culmination of everything i wanted from games going back to like mm. school days i wanted i loved that freedom the ability to do what i like cause trouble where i liked and stuff like that and gta3 like felt like it was like the explosion of that like the the fulfilment of the promise that i felt
2: back then yeah and that's why i chose it as well is because san andreas is one of my favourite games of all time and i think probably still the best gta but it wouldn't we wouldn't have had san andreas without gta 3 yeah so that's why yeah and it was one of my very first early ps2 games and that's why i wanted to pick that
0: yeah so then bash what would your last pick be
1: what would my last pick be well my last pick is a PC game that isn't The Sims, but it was a game that I think for a solid year and a half, maybe two years, I played obsessively. Every weekend that I could, I would play Theme Park World. Yes. I can still remember the little, the Bullfrog Productions opening, like when you (laughs) loaded the game up. It's really weird because it really stands out as one of those games that even now I'm like, I would love to play it now, like, if they did a, you know, decent port of it. I reckon it would be particularly good on Switch, to be fair. I think it would be really well suited to, like, the Switch or something. But it stands out not just because of how many hours I put into it, and how I loved that the four theme parks that you could build were all, like, really cool themes, basically. So you had, Mm. like, your your dinosaurs, the the fairy kingdom, there was a Halloween world, and then the space zone. Ugh, the Halloween world was my fave really really good you could ride the rides yes it was sort of an improvement on theme park which i was really like to do i loved to build like big ass roller coasters and then ride them (laughs) and then one day my pc crashed mid-game i was like oh that's strange and i reloaded it and my theme parks had gone my months so many hours sat at that computer playing that game gone in a 30 minute freeze of a pc like the save was just completely corrupted and uh, never played it again that was it you talk about the traumas of childhood traumas <laughs> of video gaming that that was mine that was my childhood trauma was losing hours and hours of a game and having to sort of look and go I just I don't think I can build a roller coaster as good as that one I did and I don't wanna to have to redo everything and it was all so perfect and how could they? And yeah, no, never went back. <laughs> that was it.
0: That's a heartbreaker.
1: Oh, Sasha. But it was a great game.
3: Oh yeah, so good. One of my favourite memories was I accidentally built a roller coaster that was so violent that everyone like got off it and threw up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Bags of Sick, again, it's a recurring theme. Hey. Yeah. And, like, I couldn't work out. Like, I just didn't want to change it because it was so epic and I loved riding it. But obviously, it tanked my theme park because everyone was just, like, vomiting everywhere. And I couldn't employ enough cleaners fast enough to clean everything up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I love the theme park games. Like, I, I'm, I played the original more than theme park world, but, like, i kind of started trailing off on the sim thing by the time Theme Park World came out, but I did really like, I, like Sash said, I liked the idea that the fact you could ride the rides, that yeah. was really fun. They, they do need to bring that, like, because Roller Coaster Tycoon sucks ass, like, that's so, so boring, it's not like, it's just not, they're not fun. I did, I not, did enjoy Roller Coaster Tycoon,
3: but it's not the same, no.
0: It doesn't have the same like, sense of humour, like that sense of whimsy that makes it kind of fun, like you feel like you're having a good time playing it, it feels more like work for me like roller of tycoon and stuff like that
1: yeah what what they need is um what what those games are missing is a sassy advisor <laughs> that, yes <laughs> the little like circle being thing yeah <laughs> that would just like it gave you hints and tips and stuff but was also like a really sassy version of the paperclip in microsoft word yeah apparently as well like people really loved the voice actor i feel like i can't quite remember it just remember that he was a bit sassy. Mm. Yeah.
3: It would be great if someone like Team Seventeen got their hands on Theme Park World or something. They like that mm. kind of sense of humour that they bring to like, the escapists and overcooked and stuff would be it would be perfect for that kind of that kind of game.
0: Yeah. So I know like a uh, two point hospital is like a spiritual yes. success at a theme yes. hospital. I'd I'd like them to do some I know they're doing the two point campus or whatever it is, but I would like them to do like a, a riff on theme park if they could because they, they've got the, the spirit of theme hospital perfect so I think they could get theme park right as well
1: yeah definitely I, I was literally about to say that Andy yeah, that I feel like if anyone could do it it's the guys who made Two Point Hospital because they've done a really good job of capturing as you said the energy of theme hospital which was another one that I really liked just not as much as theme park world
2: is this going to be your next picket <clears throat> it should
0: be a picket <laughs>
1: I'll uh, I'll wipe off the boards.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Can I have a sign? I'll join you. Yes. I
2: don't think I'd come to your theme park though, Sasha. I'd worry about the (laughs) Ferris (gasps) World.
3: Theme park world based on Incredible Crisis. Oh, God. No, No, don't add erotic back massages to you. A massage tent. (laughs) No. No,
2: It won't be sick flying everywhere then. Chip. (laughs) Oh, no.
3: Chip. (laughs)
0: I mean, it could still be, depends how you do it, uh, well,
3: How would you do Segway. it? Segway! I don't know. Segway! <laughs> Segway! <laughs> Fine, I won't say. Segway!
0: And my last pick will be another 1991 game, at The Simpsons Arcade Game. It's another side-scrolling beat-em-up, like um, Streets of Rage and uh, Turtles and Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. X-Men, my auntie had a cabinet of that in her pub so whenever I went to visit with like my mum I'd just sneak downstairs into the pub and play X-Men for like an hour. <laughs> and uh, I remember finding Alien vs. Predator in a cafe in France and that's the only time I ever played the game. But I was obsessed with it when I played it, I was like this is the greatest game ever. But um, my personal favourite is The Simpsons. And like the, the, all these games follow the same formula, especially the ones that uh, Konami did. They they were really like the masters of that style of game in the arcade format. I just I just love the Simpsons one. Like it's a perfect use of the Simpsons license. Like the use of the variety of the locations, all the cameos in the background. I, I, it's hard to tell if it was made by people who loved the game or people who just been shown pictures. Not, not just loved the game. I uh, loved the show. or had been shown pictures of it. It is weird that um, Smithers is an evil child kidnapper. Uh, I feel like maybe <laughs> someone missed a mark there. And there's this weird mutant moor that's like roaming the back of Moors Tavern, like you have to fight. And it's like that's not. A, what, what, where did you get that from? It's just, there's just a lot of weird little details in the game, like but <laughs> like completely devoid of context. Like it just feels like they have made it up as they went along. Maybe I don't know. But I, I remember just really enjoying it. Just, but really personally, it's my favourite because it's the only game I ever got to play with my entire family. When we'd go to the arcades um, in Blackpool and stuff a lot, I'd spend a lot of my time and my parents' money on arcade games, but uh, they never want to play anything with me, even if I asked. Like, my, my sister would play sometimes when it's two player, but usually that was it, but my whole family loved The Simpsons, so they were all. this was something they could all get into and connect to. And they'd make the effort with it. Um, my dad would play Homer, my mum would play Marge, my sister Lisa, and I was bad, <laughs> obviously. Oh. So it just quickly became one of my favourite things about visiting an arcade, because I got to play with everybody. Unless, like, I'd go in an arcade and it was one of those horrible two-player cabinets. Like, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a nice memory, especially as you get older. You get you get to retain fewer and fewer of those happy little memories, because like, other shit gets shoved in your head and, everything else gets pushed out and uh, like my parents got divorced when I was like an adult so that meant like everyone involved everyone involved like considered me old enough to hear all the horrible details about like a life I thought was like fun and normal and happy but like yeah so a lot of my childhood got kind of polluted by all that shit that came to light afterwards, Uh, but I still, like, really hold on to that memory of playing The Simpsons at Coral Island with my family. It's just just really nice. It's something that couldn't be tainted by, no, no matter anything, really. It's just, like, it's just a pure shared moment, and it's something that, like, only video games can really do. It's, like, what it feels like when I play with, like, GTA with you guys and stuff like that. It's just one of those it's a communal experience that you can't get in any other medium it's it's gaming at its best and that's it's why i love gaming at all really it's yeah that's uh it's it's a it's not the best game but it's one of my one of the most important games for me and that's me
3: i don't know how to follow that
2: (laughs) (laughs) i think we picked the best game to end on
3: yeah
0: Mm-hmm. Ideal. So uh, next, uh, we're going to do the recommendation for this month, and my pick this month is a YouTube channel called uh, I don't know if you pronounce it USNIM or USNIM. It's in capital letters USNIM, and it's it's a YouTube account that creates uh, mashup trailers that like cuts video games in the style of movie trailers, and it, they're they're a really really good editor. They've done a um, God of War cut like in the style of Logan, uh, Ghost of Tsushima done in the style of the Batman trailer, which I shared on the Twitter account. Two really good Red Dead Redemption 2 ones, like one's done the style of Logan and one's done the style of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Just really exceptional editing. If you, if you like video games and you like good editing and you like movies, like it's, just, it's the perfect channel to go to because every time i watch that god of war trailer i just have to like reinstall god of war (laughs) it like really pulls me back in it's a perfect combination of like they complement each other so perfectly and you wouldn't really think about it until somebody put it together like that
1: it's a real shame that i um i don't like any of those things (laughs) games good editing or movies (laughs) don't shit over
3: the recommendation
0: Well, you're in your shower look you don't have to go to the channel it's fine
3: sasha woke up and chose violence this morning everyone (laughs) (laughs) she chose back massages
0: and that's us for this month Um, thank you for joining us Bash, where can people find you if they want to track you down and offer you a back massage
1: no (laughs) no, I can't be found I do not wish to be perceived or spoken to or seen in any way, shape or form thank you okay, Chip (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, if anyone wants to give me a back massage, they can find me at the Chip Thompson on Twitter or I am also on Twitch at Chip Thompson's Thumbs. Then Becky. No back massages though I imagine.
3: Yeah, no no back massages. Thank you. That's fine. Um, the last person you tried to give me like a surprise back massage, you've got an elbow in the face, so just let that be a warning to you. A surprise back yeah, massage? Yeah, you know what the thing that's going That sounds be
0: like na- a, uh, an attack.
3: Yeah, well that's what I how I reacted. They thought it was going to be nice to like massage my shoulders and then I sort of swung around and elbowed them in the face. So let that be a warning to you. But I'm on Becky Grace Lee on Twitter and Instagram and I won't punch you in the face. Maybe.
0: Ideally. <laughs> I, might, I
3: If you find me. <laughs> Oh,
0: has got <laughs> when he trying to say goodbye. <laughs> and, um, you can find me on Twitter at truly_defective, and I will give you a back massage. Uh, and you can find all of us on Twitter on one up pod That's one u p p odd. Uh, fucking, I'm thinking about back massages still. Uh, Get your mind um, out the gutter. Okay, we need Andy. to go then. <clears throat> Please subscribe, like, follow, or whatever else you need to do on your podcast platform of choice. And leave us a rating and review, if possible, because that really helps us out. And you want to help us out, don't you? You don't want to see us starve to death, right? Because that could happen. So please, do the right thing. <laughs> Thank you, and Merry Christmas. Eventually. So um, you can join us next time for when we're going to be covering Final Fantasy fourteen. On- online. 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 <laughs> I, I, I assumed it would there isn't a Final Fantasy fourteen that's offline is there?
1: No but I think that's the name of the game
0: I'm not calling it that And we're all about the accuracy
3: on this podcast
0: Yes we are very accurate <laughs> So until then um, don't forget to get a life and have a back massage <laughs>
3: <laughs> Oh no